I can't look back and say for sure we would not have won the vote without that win, but it sure as hell helped. Washington at the Cardinals' one-yard line. Jeff George, the quarterback, give it to Davis again. He bends it. He fumbles it into the end zone. The Cardinals have it. Nia scoops it up. Out of there comes Aeneas Williams with it. And he takes all run now. I'm jumping up. I'm like, run, Aeneas, run. He's at midfield. He's going. He's going. He's going. I remember Aeneas running really, really, really fast. That's what I remember. Blurred like, like that. He scores. It felt a little bit like fate both with the fumble recovery and the game itself. The Cardinals had something that most politicians don't, a real big national platform just days before the election. That was really interesting to go around and, and as we called it, stumping for the new stadium. Yeah, we shook hands and kissed babies. Yeah, we did. It was worth it though. It was totally worth it because no doubt, it was a long time coming and it was a long way. 104 yards, victory, and a vote. This is Cardinals Folktales presented by 72 Sold, where we go in-depth into Cardinals history, all-time anecdotes through the recollections and memories of those who lived it, or in my case, those who covered it. My name is Paul Calvisi, Cardinals sideline reporter. The year was 2000, and as the headline screamed, Arizona wins, dot, 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 a new stadium. We were so excited to win the game. And it was probably really the next morning that I thought about the actual vote coming up. I can definitely say it didn't hurt that the Cardinals sealed a victory days before they asked voters to fund a stadium for them. I mean, it was by the slimmest of margins that that had passed. Proposition 302 was tagged as Arizona wins. Now I'm here to tell you, Arizona won. Thank you. Would a new century yield a new stadium? Again, it was the year 2000. We had all survived Y2K. Next challenge, tackle the stadium issue. Ongoing for more than a decade. The Cardinals have been seeking a home they could call their own. Here's former Cardinals receivers, Anthony Edwards and Frank Sanders. I feel it was something that was needed and a lot of us players wanted a new stadium. A new stadium would be absolutely amazing for the fans here, and it'd be great for us as an organization in regards to, you know, just being able to draw guys here, but feeling like you got your own home. Ever since relocating to Arizona in 1988, the Cardinals have been sharing Sun Devil Stadium with Arizona State. But before they could go new home shopping, they needed to find a home for Prop 302 on the Arizona ballot. Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell. You know, at the time, and it was really October and September, we had passed the bill out of the legislature, it passed by one vote out of the Arizona legislature that we could go to the ballot and vote on this new stadium. True, the stadium issue was such a hot topic and legislators were so leery of any new taxes that the bill that became Prop 302 passed by a single vote in the Arizona House of Representatives. But backers of Prop 302 had talking points and messaging that they used in sound bites. Quote, it's more than a stadium and we're not paying for it. Arizona Republic reporter Richard Rellis. This isn't just going to be for the Cardinals in the stadium. This is going to go for youth sports. We're going to build an authority to help sports in general, all, all manner of things. 
So that helped it too, that it wasn't just seen as a giveaway to the NFL franchise. It was also going to double the size of the uh, state's tourism promotion budget, which tourism's a big industry here. It was also going to provide money to renovate the spring training facilities in the Cactus League, and it was also going to provide money to build new youth sports facilities. This was going to be a tax Arizona residents most likely wouldn't have to pay, and that it would fund more than just a stadium, that they'd see a benefit of it. That's right. If you're a Maricopa County resident and you didn't rent a car or hotel room, you weren't going to pay a penny. It was a tourism tax. I felt like we had the momentum. The message was finally getting out that this, this uh, proposal was going to have much more uh, benefits than just building a stadium for the, for the Cardinals. It was a process. And although some tracking services had the race even, there was never a poll taken by anyone at any time that showed a majority of support to which Prop 302 backers repeatedly said, look, the only poll we really take seriously is on election day. Well, that was a few days away. And even with the momentum, Prop 302 needed a final push across the goal line. We were not a good football team. The football team gave us no help. In fact, two weeks prior, the Cardinals had already fired their head coach, Vince Tobin. At two and six, the Cardinals were now facing six and three Washington, the reigning NFC East champs. It did feel like you need to have some good vibes. And if they go out and get crushed by Washington, that was probably not gonna help the cause. Cardinals writer Darren Urban, his first year on the beat then with East Valley Tribune. He watched Washington's first drive as they marched rather easily to the Arizona one yard line. Running back Stephen Davis got the call, but he loses the ball when linebacker Mark Maddox forces the fateful fumble. Jeff George, the quarterback, give it to Davis again. He bends it, he fumbles it into the end zone. The Cardinals have it. Out of there comes Aeneas Williams with it. He's on the 10, he's on the 20, he's down the sideline of the 40. He's at midfield, he's going, he's going, he's going. He scores! That is NFL history. What would be deemed the longest fumble return ever? In fact, more on that and how it came to be later. As for the game, two plays later, Aeneas Williams strikes again, an interception, leading to a field goal and a 10-0 Cardinals lead. It was about all the Cardinals would lead, though, as they were outgained. 422 to 178. Washington had 27 first downs to the Cardinals 11. But in the fourth quarter, Washington misses two field goals. And like many Cardinals games in that era, it came down to the wire. Washington facing fourth and 10 from their own 24 with just over a minute to play. George to throw. He looks. He throws down the middle of the field. It's incomplete. And you can turn out the lights. The Cardinals are going to win it. Fans in the stands today were awesome. It was outstanding. You could feel it. We need the fans one more time. We had you today. We need you one more time. We need you one more time on Tuesday. That's interim head coach Dave McGinnis after a 16-15 Cardinals win. And Coach Mack was a master motivator. He always had something inspirational to say. And he had his own West Texas way of saying it. You can't shoot and hunt with a scared stick. You can't be timid. You gotta go, you gotta go. Don't just be breathing, be living. There's a hell of a difference. We were so excited to win the game. 
and it was probably really the next morning that we actually, I, I thought about uh, the actual vote coming up. But while Aeneas was thinking about Election Day, there were two high-profile members of the Cardinals organization thinking about Aeneas and this play. 103 yards officially on that fumble recovery return. Hang on. Not so fast, as Cardinals owner Bill Bidwell and legendary Hall of Fame safety Larry Wilson, they traveled back to Sun Devil Stadium, this time armed with a tape measure and a mission. Once again, Darren Irvin. Initially, they marked the return one yard short of what the NFL record was. And there were people at the Cardinals that just felt like there was no way. He was deeper than that. When we're looking at the film, he's deeper than that. So Bill Bidwell, who's the owner, and Larry Wilson, they literally took a tape measure and went back to Sun Devil Stadium and walked out on the field and marked, based on the film and everything, where Aeneas Williams picked up the ball and measured it out how deep it was in the end zone, because obviously there's not hash marks in the end zone, and figured out that it was actually a yard longer than they had originally said, which tied the NFL record. And it was important for them to be able to note this because it was an NFL record and it was important for them to have Aeneas uh, get that mark. And I, and I think Aeneas appreciated it in a lot of ways and it says something that the owner was the person that kind of spearheaded all of that. The media was coming, I was doing interviews and one of the media uh, persons said, hey, did you know Mr. Bidwell and Larry uh, went back out just to measure this and make sure that you got the proper credit for the amount of distance of the fumble recovery. And so when I heard that, I said, man, that's pretty cool. The one thing about Mr. B, he knew his history. As I can attest from multiple conversations over the years, whether it was football or world wars, as Coach Mack liked to say, he was in tune with the fiber and fabric of the NFL and beyond. Once again, Frank Sanders and Michael Bidwell. One of the coolest things about Mr. B was that he was a historian. You could sit with him and he'll just rattle off stats, dates and times. I mean, he's talking to a 20-some-year-old kid and a bunch of us around the table that had no idea of the stuff he would talk about. I remember a time when this, or I remember a time when that, or do you know this, or you know that, back in this and back in this, and when this was, it's like so... He's definitely one of those number crunch guys. That was my man. He, you know, if he thought it was the right thing, he'd dig in himself. And, and, and he also knew the weight of an owner going out there with a tape measure and saying, you know, that that, that was going to be a difference to, um, you know, the league officials. Um, his phone call and him saying, I measured it, would likely uh, have some impact. So I'm glad he used his influence in that way. Now, speaking of influence, what sort of impact with the Cardinals win over Washington half on the upcoming vote. I can definitely say it didn't hurt that the Cardinals sealed a victory days before they asked voters to fund a stadium for them. Personally, I do not believe if they lose that game that the proposition would have passed. And I don't believe they win that game unless they make that play. I mean, that literally was a 14-point swing in a one-point game. They fumbled a football and Aeneas Williams runs over a referee along with about five other people on his way to a touchdown. Hearing columnists talk about, man, this gives the city kind of some good vibes uh, coming off a win uh, when we had had a tough season. The Cardinals are going to pull off the upset 
Aeneas Williams is doing handsprings on the 10-yard line. Glad our fans have something to be in a good mood about. The Cardinals had something that most politicians don't, a real big national platform just days before the election. It is weird to think that a dramatic Cardinals victory would have turned a no vote on the stadium to a yes vote, but stranger things in politics have definitely happened. But that wasn't all that turned the tide. There was definitely more to the Cards Prop 302 game plan, including X's and O's that sent players on a go route into the community. Even the face of the franchise, Jake Plummer, and one of his top targets, Frank Sanders. I'm not a politician, don't ever want to be. Politics is kind of a, you know, something I know about, but I don't really you know, get too involved in. But that was really interesting to go around and, and, as we called it, stumping for the new stadium. Yeah, we shook hands and kissed babies. Yeah, we did. It was worth it, though. Thinking back on that moment, that was huge for that organization. In fact, it was players knocking on doors, standing at the church down where I live. There was a church, a voting center there where people were coming to vote. And I was standing on a big rock. People were like, what are you doing out here? I'm like, I'm trying to get this stadium. I, I want to be here. I want us to have a new stadium. And it wasn't just players out there stumping for votes. The teamwork extended to Cardinals staffers as well. In fact, longtime broadcast producer Jim Omohundro even took one for the team. So I volunteered to hand out information at a polling place on election day. And this one happened to be a church in Ahwatukee. So I'm out there and, you know, you have to be a certain uh, distance from the polling place in order to do that. And, you know, if the rule was 100 feet, I was at least 300 feet. So I'm handing out the information and I hear this voice. You can't be handing that stuff out here. And I turn toward the voice and basically I ate a purse. An 80-year-old woman swung her purse and hit me right in the kisser. That blindside hit where our Jim Omohundro got earholed by that purse and the story Jake Plummer told of being perched on a rock like a town crier, that was all on election day itself. Later, as returns rolled in, it was apparent that tally was close, real close. When you look at what the final ballot was, I mean, it was by the slimmest of margins that that had passed. I've always said and thought it would be very close. Uh, I knew that um, uh, once we got the voters educated that, that we would have quite a bit of support and I appreciate the position we stand in now and the support of the voters. By late that night, with 98% of the precincts reporting, 51% were in favor of Prop 302, 49% against, with 40,000 absentee ballots yet to be counted. But as the executive director of the group backing Prop 302 proclaimed, quote, do the math. I think we'll have some good news for the people of Maricopa County. Owner Michael Bidwell, who served as a Cardinals point person during the entire campaign, well, here he is that night, November 7th, 2000. I'm really proud of the effort that everybody made on this, but most importantly, the voters, your listeners, sports fans, football fans, Cardinal fans, all responded, turned out the vote, and uh, that's why we stand here. Proposition 302 was tagged as Arizona wins. Now I'm here to tell you, Arizona won. Thank you. And it's worth noting that officials from Los Angeles and San Antonio were also closely watching the outcome, anticipating a potential opportunity to lure the Cardinals away. But the yes vote officially ended any speculation that the franchise 
might relocate. I just remember saying like a yes, yes. This organization, Mr. Bidwell, uh, they deserve this. We needed that win. And again, that's one of those moments it was meant to be. A stadium does help. Having your own stadium helps. Allows the fan base to feel more comfortable. Uh, everything you look back years ago to now is absolutely was worth it. And I'm glad I was able to pay my part. Being a part of that was, when I think back, was really a pretty awesome thing. They stayed there. They had a place to call home. They were able to you know, attract better free agents. And then they ended up going to the Super Bowl not too long after that. So what we did was really monumental. And then to be a part of getting that vote to pass was, was pretty cool to know that we were a big part of that team staying in the Valley and now being, you know, they're, they're the Arizona Cardinals and the fans have, have bought in and they love that organization now. When I saw that new stadium, I was so excited for the current players. But I thought of us as legends and former players as like excavators, getting the ground ready for that foundation to be built for a building and for the building itself. And the truth is, I get excited for the current guys, the, the Kyla Murrays, all of these guys that are in that stadium, Michael and the family, and all the people that built that stadium, designed the stadium, did an amazing job. And as we now know, the stadium would feature a retractable roof and a natural grass field on a tray that would slide outdoors when not in use on game day. Plus, the new stadium would seat over 60,000 fans with more seats for the Fiesta Bowl and Super Bowls, and it would provide critical revenue sources needed to be competitive. The evidence, how well the Cardinals have done since that stadium was built, and how popular they've been, and how crowded that stadium has been since it opened is testament that, you know, things came together, all those elements uh, meshed at the right time to, to make the team a success. The experts that did the economic analysis thought the economic impact would be $3 billion over the first 30 years. But we're only halfway there at this point, and it's already exceeded $5 billion. So the economic impact of State Farm Stadium is just it's a true economic engine. In fact, since opening in 2006, the building has hosted Super Bowls and Final Fours, college football national championship games, everything from Metallica to monster trucks, WrestleMania too. And it all goes back to the year 2000. 104 yards, victory, and a vote. I can't look back and say, for sure we would not have won the vote without that win, but it sure as hell helped. And I'm glad that we won it and, uh, and, and, and got the victory that day. And I, I, I hugged Aeneas down in the, uh, in the locker room afterwards and haven't stopped hugging him since every time I see him. And that question still remains. Did the win on game day lead to a win on election day? This is Cardinals Folktales presented by 72 Soul. For producer Jim Omohundro, I'm Paul Calvisi. Thanks for listening, everyone.